Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Wednesday the 24th of November and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing and if you need to you can pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast, head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website. You can sign up for a 14-day free trial if you're not a member, and you can read the disclaimer there. All right, well, a higgledy-piggledy kind of night last night in the Dow. We also saw a couple of disappointing retail figures dropping after hours. Nordstrom and Gap, both pretty bad. Nordstrom down uh, 24% and gap down 15% after hours. Spy Futures showing a one-point rise today, which is better than a one-point loss, but uh, that will be tested, I suspect. We had the Dow Jones up 195 points, or 0.55%, 35,814, but the Nasdaq slipping and sliding down half a percent, 80 points, 15,775, and it was off more than that at one stage. So there certainly is a move at the moment out of these <coughs> excuse me, high-tech growth stocks on the back of yields rising in the US and a fear that maybe we have Jerome Powell now with his feet firmly under the desk again for another four years and that he may be a little more hawkish and may try and rein in that inflation which does seem to be rampant in the US at the moment. So NASDAQ coming under some pressure there down 80 points, 15,775, and the S&P 500, as is its want, in the middle for diddle, up 0.17 of a percent, eight points to 46.91, with the VIX index up 1.1%, 19.38. One of the big stories last night, of course, was the US releasing strategic oil reserves together with China, India, South Korea, UK as well. And that, um, you would imagine, would have put some pressure on the oil price, but it was very much buy the rumour and sell the fact, with the oil price actually going up. And it was very much a token gesture from some of Biden's collaborators in this move. And we also have an OPEC Plus meeting next week, so they may not take too kindly to their um, supply issues that they're putting in place. Uh, being under threat from the strategic release of the oil reserves. So Brent crude up 3.27%, $2.61. We had WTI 78.5 up $1.75, 2.28%. All this talk in the US as well on higher rates and higher bond yields, etc., has really galvanized the US dollar and pushed that higher. As a result, we've seen the, uh, the, the US gold price, rather, down $22.50 or 1.25% to 1783.80. So, a bit of a uh, sell off continuing in those gold stocks. Iron ore, though, the opposite. We are seeing hopes that maybe China has finished with its crackdown or its least slowdown and that they are now going to start to stimulate a little bit and start stoking the fires. And that has really helped the iron ore price. It was limit up at one stage yesterday on the Dalian Futures Exchange. Be interesting to see what it does today. The iron ore price is very much a day-to-day thing in our time zone rather than overnight. So 5% rise in iron ore to 99.45, banging on the door of 100 US bucks again a ton, which is good, but our stocks will probably react more on the back of Dalian futures in real time than looking back at yesterday's rise. But certainly 10% rise in Fortescue yesterday was a pretty good 
effort. Uh, the Australian dollar, 72.26, pretty much unchanged. In other commodities, we had copper up 0.2, nickel up 0.1, aluminium down 0.6, zinc down 1.7, lead unchanged, tin up 0.18 of a percent. And in overseas mining stocks, BHP in the ADR form, that's the Australian American Depository Retreat, was up 2.8%. The Rio was up 2.95%. Good night for Rio. Freeport McMoran up 2.5%. Alcoa up 1%. Tech up 3.9%. Anglo up 0.1%. Glencore up 0.85%. And Farley continuing to kick on up 2.04%. Here you can see the S&P 500 after a bit of a swoon. And there is uh, this thought that now that uh, we have a safe pair of hands in Jerome Powell uh, being re-nominated for that four-year term, that maybe after his job interview and being nice and dovish, he will turn a little more hawkish. And with the US inflation rate still at very high levels, gasoline prices at very high levels as well, he will have to raise rates sooner rather than later. So that is certainly weighing on the US at the moment and weighing on those tech stocks which do rely on those long-term bond rates in terms of their valuations. So we did see the S&P 500 recover well into the close, as did the Nasdaq, so some buying into the close. Major stories last night. Powell pledges to use all tools to support the economy while preventing inflation from becoming entrenched. I don't know if he's got that many tools. He's only got interest rates and the tape, well, the stimulus from the front end of the bond yield curve. Uh, Atlanta Fed President Bostic says Fed may need to quicken taper and hawkish Fed pivot could risk recession. Don't forget as well, just to complicate matters, next year we have US midterms as well. The White House has no plans to address future COVID surges by using a nationwide lockdown. And COVID outbreaks in several parts of the US are as bad as late last year. Hardest hits, of course, are those with lower vaccination coverage. And the US CDC has told Americans to avoid traveling to Germany or Denmark. And the ECB's Schnabel downplays coronavirus impact but sees inflation risks skewed to the upside. In the US, they have released 50 million barrels from, str from strategic reserves in conjunction with other nations in coming days. Some of that release, though, is actually more renting it out or leasing them out because they, are, although they've released it, they actually want it back in uh, in the future. So um, it is maybe only a short-term fix with OPEC warning it may reconsider its tapering schedule in terms of the uh, production supply coming back online. And the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach have highlighted significant improvements in the supply chain just in time for Christmas. In terms of those tech stocks overseas that did have a bit of a battering last night, we had Apple up 0.24%, Facebook down 1.1%, Google down 0.36%, Microsoft down 06 hardly a real battering, Amazon up 0.2%, Netflix up uh, rather down 08 We did see US banks doing well, so that does bode well for our banking stocks today. We saw them yesterday do very well on the back of our bond yields rising to 1.87% on the 10-year. JP Morgan up 2.4, Citigroup up 1.5, Goldman up 2.6, Bank of America up 2.6. And it's hip to be square, which had a big fall yesterday, fell 0.4 of a percent uh, last night in the US. So that does bode a little better for the afterpay share price today. 
What's on today? We've got iron ore climbing towards 100 bucks, which is pretty good. And the gold falls hard as the US dollar rises. But the RBNZ will be in focus today. That's the Reserve Bank in New Zealand. They could be raising rates today. 25 basis points expected, but there are some outliers suggesting that maybe even half a percent is uh, on the cards. Today, Michelle Bullock, who is the RBA's Assistant Governor for the Financial System, will participate in two panel discussions. And energy and financials, the big winners last night in the S&P 500's 11 sectors. At 10-year yield in the US, 1.67. In Australia, 1.86, just slightly lower than that 1.87 we saw yesterday. Germany, minus 0.22. So that was minus 0.35. Uh, not so long ago. So that's um, starting to rise as well. 360's purchase of Tile, which was announced yesterday, the acquisition of the company that puts a tile on your keys so that you can find them, will make it big enough to list in the US next year. And they have got a US IPO on the cards. One of the reasons they listed here 360 was they weren't really big enough to get a meaningful listing in the US. KKR has pulled out of the running for a stake in Osgrid, which is New South Wales's energy system. And Canadian gold miners could be looking at acquisitions in Australia. Red 5, one target mentioned today in the Australian. And De Grey and Gold Road also mentioned. Australian companies have been at the forefront of buying Canadian companies in the gold sector, mainly because it did look cheap in comparison. That has switched round now, and we are seeing Australian companies look cheap in comparison to Canadian, so it may make them targets for consolidation in the sector. New South Wales' final decision on the Crown licence now expected early next year, and there's a new IPO coming. Qualitas is seeking, uh, seeing strong demand for its $335 million offering due to trade least that's the plan. On December the 23rd, the company is a real estate investor. So that's the plan. It's uh, is seeing that strong demand, and uh, they are doing the rounds at the moment with institutions. Question of the day today, is this tech route in the US a hiccup, or is it a sign of a deeper correction? There's many commentators in CNBC talking about the tech route at the moment and looking at it as uh, through the lenses of higher rates, But higher rates have been um, around for a little while, and even the uh, US 10-year has been at a bigger yield than uh, this, and tech stocks have held in there. So maybe there's more to this than just interest rates in the US with that 10-year and 30-year yield. But uh, is it a hiccup, or is it a sign of a deeper correction? That's it from me today. You can head on over to the Marcus Today discussion group. We'd love to have you there. For your thoughts, ideas and insights, it is a great group. Three and a half thousand members. Members helping members is our motto there. And if you have any fears about Facebook, don't be. Or at least as far as our discussion group goes, jump right on in. Our podcasts, if you're listening to this on a podcast, we've split them into four, as you know. There's the Marcus Strategy, there's the On The Desk podcast, and there's the On The Couch podcast plus, of course, the breakfast briefing and the end-of-day stream. So you can pick one, two, three, or four streams in to enjoy. And uh, as I say, if you're not yet a member of Marcus Today, marcustoday.com.au, and you can sign up for a free 14-day trial. That's it from me today. Have a great session.